0: for the Equalizer, and it's a beautiful sculptor score for us. This ball is won by Armagh Carline O'Hannan, the, the right person in the right field.
1: Armagh for the Equalizer, this is Kira Donnelly for point number 10.
0: Everybody and welcome back to the Sideline Eye podcast. We're you're very welcome to our second episode of the year, and we're looking back at Armagh's twelfth point win over Antrim in last night's McKenna Cup opener. I'm delighted to be joined once again by former Antrim goalkeeper Chris Kerr. And Chris, I imagine this this podcast probably going to be a wee bit easier for me than it is for you. It was it was one sided.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was, um, it was probably best we didn't do this last night. I was able to. Sleep on it a bit and uh, get my emotions in check.
0: <laughs> uh, I suppose to start before we get into the game, Chris. I just want to talk about the crowd and the RMA supporters. Um, four and a half thousand supporters in last night. The game was delayed five minutes to let m- more supporters in. Like, there's probably national league games around the country. won't see that many many fans. Um, for a league game, like.
1: No, it was. I could I seen it when I, I, I landed down about seven o'clock, and was like, thought it was maybe getting out of the house a bit too early as well. Like, and then once I got down, I was like, thank God I left early and and in time to get there. Like, and then obviously, um, it's hard to know a mechanic up as well. Like, and um, but we was sort of touched on it the other night. You know, there's you could feel the excitement building in the national league matches last year, and the run arm I went on, so there was no surprise. There was um. There was a big RMI support. I'm not too sure many Antrim supporters were there. I know there wasn't that much to shout about, so I was uh, <laughs> I was in I was in the minority definitely there, like but it was it was good to see, like you know it's not not that often that you hear a kind of cup game delayed because a crowd coming in, like so. Um, long may it continue, like so. It was good. It's
0: just it's really just following on from last year, Chris, isn't it? And I know the the Galway game they were beaten, but just everything that happened that day, the big wins against Throne goal. There just seems to be such an excitement and a buzz around the county that has followed on from last year.
1: Yeah, and I think it's even testament as well. Like it was um you know, it was by no means Armagh's, you know, strongest 15 um lined out. And obviously this, you know, you didn't know what subs were going to be on the bench. But um, you know, obviously like obviously rain's a big attraction for people to go and see and um Obviously the other boys, Rory and, and Subi and that too had, had brilliant years last year too, like, um, amongst others. So it was um testament to the team and, and what they've done and you know the excitement they brought around the county, like so um, I'm sure they're delighted.
0: And getting into the game then, Chris, I suppose it's it's probably fair to say the game was over nearly before it started. It was um Antrim just flooded back behind the ball in the first five minutes and Armagh got a couple of scores. Then the goal went in on Turbo's goal, and I suppose that was really the end of the game as a contest. You couldn't see any way back for Antrim.
1: No, it was it was it was really disappointing. Um, I said before, like I've probably been involved in Antrim squads for the last fifteen years, and um, and it was as disappointing as I've seen. Um, I think the first five minutes there was there was no score, and you're sort of thinking, right? You know, is this what they're? Is it going to be a dull affair and keep it tight and? I think once, uh, TK got the first point, and then as you say, once once Turbot got the goal, um, the you know the the floodgates opened. Then like you know, there was just they were very unlucky not to maybe score a few more in the first half, and then certainly in the second half as well. Goalways it just looked like every time they attacked, they could score a goal or open Androm up. So from an Androm perspective, it was it was very disappointing. It was a it was a hard watch, like, to be honest for. With the seventy minutes, like, but um, I'm sure it was a. Uh, I'm sure Andy McIntyre had more, you know, questions going away from it than he than he had answers. Um, I know he was looking to see people in competitive games, and um, I'm sure he was disappointed on the show last night.
0: I suppose realistically, Chris, this was a Division One team coming up against a Division Three team, and when you put it out on the on the table like that, it's probably what we should have been expecting, but. Um I suppose from an Armagh perspective, I'm glad seeing Armagh putting away a team the way they should, because maybe in years gone by they haven't done that.
1: Yeah. No, look, the the, the play the assistant, they know what they're good at. Um they you know play with width, they have runners run hard through the middle. When it's on, they'll let it off the boot. They vary their play really well. Um and again, it's, we touched on it the other night, it was probably boys like you know, Nell Grimley, TK. Coming back from long-term out, um, you know, between, you know, injury, suspension, whatever it is. Um, and then Turbot as well, you know, who's probably, you know, he's used as an impact sub a lot. Um, he'll be happy. And I know he got Man advance last night. Um, he looks sharp inside as well. like So there's plenty of options. And it's, <clears throat> I think, going away from the game as well. You're thinking of the, the players that still have to come back, you know, and, and who weren't even named as subs so um i think Kevin will put up a, obviously a, a, it'll be a tougher game just with the physicality and the size of cabin in general as a team they're they're probably pound for pound the biggest team that i've seen and um, in person as well like, so they'll be bringing it they'll bring a different um prospect than arma
0: i thought the biggest difference while the game was still a contest in in the first period or the first quarter chris um, i thought the biggest difference was arma's pace and their like their both teams were getting 14, 15 men behind the ball. But when Arma got, they were getting physical, turned the ball over and it was the pace they broke at, while Antrim just didn't seem to have that. And again, you're maybe going to that, a team playing at Division 1 level and a team playing at Division 3.
1: Yeah. And then as well, I mean, Antrim, Antrim played into the breeze in the first half. um, And Arma just were able to camp in in the Armagh uh, and the Antrim half, you know. Ethan was the last man back and he was standing um, on the halfway line. So it's like they just, they just put the gun to the head and just wanted to smother our, our, our Antrim's kick out and, and put as much pressure on them from the off and and they've and the done that.
0: And you mentioned Connor Herbert there. Chris, he was probably, he got man of the match, but yeah. I think there were 30 players from Armagh that, that played last night. So it was yeah, nobody played the full game. So it was always difficult to get maybe a man of a match, but. Um, turbo for the half hour or ha- the ha- one half, he was there. He was really impressive. And as you were saying, he he's he's been about a couple of years, but he's still trying to break into this team. He still maybe feels that he has a point to prove, and he still has to put in big performances.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. They're the matches you want to go out. Um, say he's been there a couple of years. He was brilliant on Clan Iron's run, their their championship win last year. He's he's sharp from dead ball and in play like, and he's he's a handful for any defender like. So he's. He showed last night what he's capable of and um, I'm sure it's done his confidence. Um, the word look good as well even in the next game.
0: And I suppose Antrim's two goals, Chris came after half-time, came in the second half and while they didn't change the game or they weren't going to get Antrim back into it, it, it probably just took a bit of bad luck off the scoreline more than anything and Owen Eastwood, he got two of them and probably for Andy McIntyre, that's a positive that he came off the bench to get two goals.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was... They were both against the run of play, sort of deflections, one come off the crossbar and straight into Oren's lap, and he's not going to miss that far out. And I suppose at that stage, which, which I probably just being, I haven't played and stuff, I think the making 12 subs at half time, I mean, that that's just, I, I would have seen that as the biggest disrespect, you know, playing against the team that can do that. And uh, what do you call it? Um, what they what they were um do, able to do sorry by by bringing bringing twelve um players off the bench you know it, it was it was probably a disheartening thing it was a completely different armada team in the first half um so it's hard to judge it as well but I suppose if, if the goal chances there and you're that close in you sh- they should be taken like but it was um it was probably just it was just a disappointing night all all in all from a from an Andrew point of view like um and hopefully they can. Hopefully it can't get any worse. And of another game, um, this week obviously to at home to try and um, salvage a better performance heading into the league.
0: Well, that's against Calvin, Chris, and obviously that's a Division Three team. And arguably Calvin aren't a Division Three team, but they're there. They're that's that's the level they're at. You would imagine Antrim would be probably would have been happier playing Calvin first rather than Armagh. It's hard to know. Like I
1: mean, as was we were saying the other night, it's it's hard to know what way teams are going to. Be lined out and um who's gonna come in for them. Um last night Arma went strong. It was a strong Armagh side. Um never mind the boys that were missing and have to come in. Um Antrim probably wanted a it's it's hard to know, as I say, like you know, it can't get any worse. You're only gonna get better after after that last night, and maybe it was a, a good um marker of where the squad is and, and what's needed um uh, going forward. So it um They'll, they'll, they'll need a better performance against Kevin, and as I say, they're, they're probably not a Division 3 team, and they'll be one of our favourites to go up into Division 2, so again, it'll be a good test uh, against them heading into the league.
0: And of them, 12 subs that come on at half-time, um, it, as a journalist, from journalist journalist's point of view, it's a disaster trying to <laughs> catch up on them all and see who's off and see who's on and write it all down and um, keep following the play and see who scores and all as well, but and um, there was there was seven debutants last night. I think Shane McParlan was the only starter, and then six from the subs. There was a few that likes of Joe Sheridan, Nell Smith, Peter Mcgree, and all come on for their second game that they made their debuts last year in the Mechanic Cup. So it, it's bleeding in fr- fresh blood, and we expected that Chris and obviously we spoke about Keane McCallville and Shane McPartland were the two that we wanted to see, and I suppose they they're the two that maybe come away standing out and Joe Sheridan obviously grabbing 1-1 but just getting them by his game time getting them into a game that was comfortable at that stage for Armagh it's it's a good stepping stone for them and maybe you know they'll see more game time next Wednesday against Calvin and it'll be a wee bit more competitive for them
1: Yeah it looked like everyone was getting at least 35 minutes last night from an Armagh perspective so Obviously depend on what training load and all they have at the minute and, and what they're getting put through away from the games. Um I know the, they're not out they have another week then to play, um, Kevin. So um yeah, then boys will just wanna pick up again. Kane come on and end it off again. So I'm not sure if he picked up or not, but I thought Shane Shane done well uh last night. He, he didn't look out of place for his for his debut. Um and yeah, he's in with Rory not playing last night. Um he's another option for a left footed free taker as well, you know, both off the ground and, and um out of his hands. So thought he done well, thought Barry McCain was excellent at, at centre half back. It was just he'd be an absolute nightmare to be getting picked up by because he's just constantly on the move and driving forward and um thought he done thought he'd done very well, um, along with now Grimley. It's good to see him back after obviously such a bad injury last year, like um and he got through it okay like so no Ar- Arma it's hard to know about Arma if they got much out of it, you know, and you know as like as a team, but I suppose you can only you can only put up the score against the team that's in front of you like and um it's a competitive game. It's January and I'm sure they're not be reading too much into it either.
0: I think that's the thing. You don't really know where Arma are at properly and and they'll hopefully get a few more Tougher and competitive games before the start of the league, before the Monaghan game at the end of the January. But Keane um, McConville, Chris, we've been waiting on him to come onto the scene. He got about 20 minutes last night, and he was probably the best player on show for those 20 minutes. He got three really good points. He was showing for the ball well. It, we know all about his pace, his accuracy, that he showed at club level. Um, I suppose his our MA fans coming away from the game. It was disappointing. He did get a slight knock, but I think it was um, more precaution taking him off than anything. It's nothing serious, but just seeing him kicking points and playing so well for Armal for the short time he was on, it was great to see.
1: Yeah, no, listen, he's a serious operator. Like, um, been more than impressed with him any of the times I've seen him. Like, so he's he's sharp in front of goal. And you say three points in, in a twenty minute spell. Um, thought him and Justy, um when he came on as well, just just electric pace. And there's one thing that you know defenders don't like is his pace and people run at him and taking them on like, so. Barma can add the you know them boys in the already the potent forward lane that they have, um, then it can only be a good thing going forward. And if they get more minutes next week, then um it'll it'll set them in, in good you know stead. They may that you know if they qualify for the the next round of the Mechanic Cup as well and get another game. Then um it's only a good thing for the squad that's you know they're getting exposed at that level.
0: I think their forward line, Chris is. It's so good, like, and we probably talk about it too much on the podcast. But for the boys that played last night, the likes of O'Keean coming in, just the Shane McPartland hoping to break in. You had Jason Duffy missing, Rain O'Neill missing, Roy Grugan missing. So there's so much competition for places all around the team, but especially in the forward line.
1: Yeah, that front end, like it just would be a be a nightmare to pick, you know, as a manager. Um, Suppose it's it's good to have those options too. And, and Subi as well come off the bench as well, who didn't start. So um no, there's plenty of options there. And um, you know, it's a forward line that you, you wouldn't fancy uh facing uh week in, week out.
0: And in terms of the Calvin game next week, Chris like Armagh more or less should make the semi-final now. It would take, you know, unless Calvin beat Antrim and Armagh by more than Armagh beat Antrim and the the mathematics and all that comes with it, but at least a second place you would imagine if Armagh don't win the group, but they should get a, a semi-final spot, and you'd be expecting a bigger game and a bigger test next next Wednesday evening.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I said before, Kevin bring you know huge physicality to the game, just their sheer size and um, their their running power. You know, they're also champions maybe two years ago, so. They're um they're a really good side, really well conditioned, um and they'll put up a, a stronger, you know that'll be a it'll be a tougher tougher game for our next week as well as well for uh, you know it's as it's as tough for Antrim on on Sunday again, um so yeah like it's it's only a good thing for the Arman management for to see these boys being exposed against you know top teams to get through the semi final. You know, you get a Tyrone, a Monaghan, whoever it may be, you know, it's it's good to get those players to see if they can, you know, they're, they're up to it at that level and that's what the Mechanic Cup's for, really.
0: And I think we spoke last week that we didn't really know, like certainly older players, we didn't really know how they would take the Mechanic Cup, but just got the feeling last night, I'm not saying Armagh going gun ho to win it, but... They're going to try to win every game. Well, in, in years gone by, that maybe wasn't the case. But as you said, to get them bigger games, to get the semi final, a final, playing better opposition, that it can only help the team and on this team that's trying to develop new players.
1: Yeah, I mean, like the habit of winning, it's, it's hard to create. Um, you know, silverware. The you know whether doesn't matter how people view this competition. You know, it's a piece of silverware to be. You know, you want to try and win as much as you can. Um. And if you're getting if you get a bit of silverware at the end of, of this competition, brilliant. It's not to be all the end all. Um I'm sure the my management the players know that as well. But if they want they want to keep playing competitive games against um county teams, it beats training, it beats in-house games, um, and it throws up different propositions each week that you'll face further down the lane in the National League and in the Championship League. So it's only it's only a good thing.
0: Yeah, so it's Calvin up next. That's Wednesday evening. Um, Calvin play Antrim on Sunday afternoon. So, um, the next next week's game with Calvin will most likely determine who tops the group and goes through to the semi finals. And of course, there's the the best second place as well that goes through to the last four. Um, of course, we'll be covering that game as usual with our preview podcast coming out next week. We'll have our previews, our um match reports. On our usual articles so make sure to follow us on all our social media pages we're on facebook instagram on twitter like our um like us on spotify if that's where you listen to your podcast and the same as youtube sub- make sure to su- subscribe to our youtube page chris brilliant hearing from you the last two nights i really appreciate it i don't know i know today was maybe a wee bit tougher than it was the other night but great to hear from you thanks for coming on
1: yes no worries Sean. thank you
0: Armand, Carlino, Honda, the, the right person you in the right seat.
1: Armand for the equalizer. This is Kira Donnelly down down for point number 10.
0: It's oh, It's up to Kira McGeeley, the cup